great rewards have you promised Kelman? The matter is of no interest to you. Everything's of interest to me. And Cybermen possess nothing that a human might want. You are incorrect. Then what is it? You've no home planet, no influence, nothing. You're just a pathetic bunch of tin soldiers skulking about the galaxy in an ancient spaceship. You speak unwisely. Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We're talking about classic Doctor Who. We have an episode called Revenge of the Cybermen uh, from 1975. Starring Tom Baker as the Doctor. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. So this episode, uh, is it about the Cybermen having revenge? <laughs> so on this episode, <clears throat> the Doctor, Sarah, and Harry... Um, Return by the, via the time ring, which was a, a we didn't even mention in the in the previous um, episodes. The Doctor gets sent to Scarrow in in the Dalek episode via this time ring, and the time ring takes them to uh, this Nerva Beacon spaceship uh, where they find all the crew has been most of the crew anyway has been killed by what or the remainder of the crew is calling a plague, but turns out to be. The Cybermat. They're either killed or turned into uh, mannequins and dummies. <laughs> <laughs> this was written by Jerry Davis. Jerry yeah. Davis, uh, directed by Michael O'Brien, who did some good ones. Jerry uh, Davis is part yeah, of the so of the Cybermat. Yeah. And then there's, then there's these other Voga people who live underground. Vogans. In a planet, a gold planet. Yeah. And their symbol is the same symbol as the High Council of the Time. Was that Rassilon symbol? That's yeah, what I thought yeah, it was. I that, wrote that down. It wasn't the ra it, wa it wasn't. At that but time, it wasn't. That was the original, and they reused it. Oh, so okay. Because I, 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 no I noticed that. I'm like, are those Time Lords? Because I didn't know who they were at first. When you get to Invasion of Time? No, I thought it was. Or Deadly Assassin. Deadly Assassin, it shows up again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. That's a cool one. Um, so. Um, <laughs> First off, you mentioned the Vogons or whatever. The, those aren't the ones from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. No, the bad not poetry. Not the ones no. that have bad poetry. These have bad hair. Uh, they also have a division in their their politics where everyone that's bald is on one side and everyone that has yeah, the hair is on the other. Yeah. And they also are trying to fight the Cybermen with guns and they don't seem to realize that they can. All they need to do is pick up some cyber dust and throw Why it. Why didn't they just make a glitter gold, gun. Gold bombs. Gold what? Gold bullets. I, I don't know. I don't There's know. They talked about the glitter gun later yeah. in the episode, and it's you like, would think they would why would they have glitter that? guns on hand in case the Cybermen made their triumphant return? I, I don't know. That, that didn't make any sense. It's a freaking planet. I mean, the planet is made of gold anyway. I thought the Cybermen couldn't go near gold. I mean, well, they were walking if we've around. seen Cybermen get killed by gold coins through a I've never. I didn't shot. even know that about the Cybermen that they could. So be this, is, this is the first time we find out. I'm a big Cyberman fan. This is a horrible episode because it basically sets them up to be very easy to kill. All they needed to do was shove some gold dust into their breathing apparatus. Later on, we have them killed by someone shoving a badge, a gold badge, into their thing. Yeah, but that that actually worked. And it worked. Then later on, it was uh, an arrow, t a gold arrow tipped. Just with poison, with po whatever. It's just bad gold writing. Coins. Uh, yeah, you know. Oh look, there's a. You have a gold bracelet on. <gasps> but yeah, you would think that it would be like those creatures from Signs coming down and going. Oh, we're going to invade a planet that's three quarters water, and we're we can't stand water. Uh, 
<laughs> you know, it's the same thing. Kind of silly. I, I don't understand. Yeah, but that. No Shachter actually not that. Well, yeah, well, the Sidemen get better, but but before they get worse again. But um, this one, I, I don't like it when they have really easy ways to get killed. But you, you know, they didn't have an easy way. To, well, they did, I guess. One of them got killed by a Cyberman that had gold dust in it. Yeah. Oh, is gold that dust. why the Cyberman killed him? I. Was wondering what Doctor Foot. Well, I have to. I have to fully admit that I kept leaving the room and just listening to this because I had stuff to do in the kitchen. Well, the doctor had gotten control over one of those cyber mats. I so knew that. It was, it was, okay, it was. Control. But I didn't realize oh, he had put gold, gold in dust, it. Yeah. He probably did that but when I was really in the kitchen chopping vegetables. In this episode, they showed it too. It took a while. He was like shoving it in his mouth. That's like, when I was cutting is vegetables. Is the voices of the cybermen? Yeah, they sound too human. They did sound very human. I noticed well, that. Well, they get worse, and, they, and they all sound different. They're really human in in Earthshock. There's no mechanical. No, they don't. Excellent. That's what they sound like. I just did one. Yeah, but it sounds better than, than in Revenge of the Cybermen. The Northern well, New York. I don't like accent. that. I don't like that guy's accent, anyways. Christopher Robbie. He yeah, was, he was the what his name in Mind Robber, the superhero guy. Yes, but Marcus, whatever. The Krakus. Marcus comes and saves the day. Who's Zoe? But there was a mechanical sort of. It was in the echo it. of the mask. It was nothing mechanical. Well, of it. It, I think it sounded. Earthshock ones sound much better. Yeah, but they don't have any mechanical. The old side men were all mechanical. It was like you know those voice boxes yeah. where you open yeah. your voice. I have to say this is the worst sounding side men of the whole series. Well, maybe. I mean, I don't have a problem with the way they they changed Earthshock, but I don't like the guy's voice. It sounded like uh, he just sounded wrong, but. Uh, I, I didn't like the way that they fired the weapon from the top. I don't of their like helmets. that either. <laughs> <laughs> like tip of their head forward. I did like the music though. When they when the seven men were there, yeah. the music was pretty good. Um, my first note with after Revenge of the Sermon is dummies. <laughs> so, I I obviously remember this, but when I was watching it again, I couldn't believe how horrible. They did of showing the bodies because he's racing and the blue eyes that were they're dummies. It's it really bad, and they're not even they're dummies, and, and they're close too. It's like they showed a real close up, but then there's a dummy there, and it's like, oh my god, that's a dummy. They didn't make any effort to put its head so it, it's like it's like upwards, like like it's not they even should have had it like leaned over like yeah. you know with the head. Or if they had a wig to put it on, it just was like it was a dummy. It, I'm surprised it didn't have was wasn't wearing it clothes more from the seventies. All those people were like in like some sort of body bags or had a a sheet over them or something. Yeah, why did they have just leave all the bodies in the corridor? I didn't understand that. Well, it was a, an area that they had it was a makeshift more more. Well, they had secluded the area. They had sealed it off, and they weren't you know. But I mean, yeah. If you're not, if you're not, if you have to, sh if you have to do dummies, don't do that. Do something else. Have them floating in space, like they rejected or something. <laughs> yeah, they should have just thrown them out, thrown them yeah. out to space. But but it, it was just, an, it was to start the episode, and it was like, and maybe on the old TVs you wouldn't have noticed as much. And now we're watching it. Yeah, 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 yeah watched yeah, it on fifty-inch high def. because yeah. I didn't notice. But again, high def 4K TV. But, anyways, um... Yeah, I think when you watched it back in the 80s on the old Radiation Kings there, you probably didn't notice as much. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and everything's like that. All special effects are, are that same way where, you know, all people aren't going to notice and it goes by so quick and they're not recording it because there's no such thing. So they're, they're not going to uh, go back and look at it and go, oh my God. But obviously, they're not going to sit there in 1960 or 75 and go, well, wait a minute now, they're going to notice this when they watch this on DVD 20 years from now or whatever. <laughs> um, so, I mean, like you said, this is probably the first time that uh, we had seen a Cybermen episode, and um, the Cybermats were the Cybermats. Those were those gold snake-like things. Mm -hmm. The old Cybermats look completely different. They look more ins like uh, like a living insect-like. And this is the first time we've seen the Cybermen since 1968 or 69? Yeah, it's a, it was a huge gap between episodes because Invasion was the last time we saw them as a full story. They weren't in John Pertwee at all. I always thought that was a disappointment. I think Pertwee against the Cybermen would have been really good. Yeah. And I think... Um, there's a huge gap after this one too. They're, they're not back. We don't in see them until 1981, or even, no, 82, 82 for Earthshock. Apparently, this was massively rewritten. Like this, what what we saw was not what was originally supposed to. It would, wouldn't surprise me. Um, it was supposed to be a bunch of Welsh miners left. Oh on yeah, the planet. I read that. And um, and they thinking that they've been abandoned. But they completely been, changed it. That might have been better. I mean, the, I been better the Vulcans, the, the, they're not that really good costumes. They're not really yeah. good aliens. They're yeah. just kind of running around. And and uh, that fight scene they have reminded me of the Police Squad TV show where they're, they're firing at each other. And you beam, beam, yes. beam, beam, And they're like only like three feet away, like between yeah. me and you. Yeah. And, pew, 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 pew. and I know that happens quite a bit in Doctor Who, but it was more noticeable with their little little cars speeding all the cars I thought it was also Sarah wasn't that good in this one she did a lot of dumb stuff like I'm gonna go back up to the space station yeah. to swarm the doctor and he's on the planet and she would do other stuff yeah and it just they, they didn't handle the companions as well in this one it seemed no. for her really out of character yeah, yeah this oh. definitely was not good I, I my favorite scene, though, was when Harry's trying to unlatch the bomb from the doctor. I mean, he obviously he didn't know. Let me get this off of you. And then they're like, Harry, Harry Sullivan's an imbecile. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> well, I also thought it was funny when they're trying to get out of the manacles. And Sarah's like getting annoyed because Harry's like, oh, this is gold. And she goes, oh, stop thinking about gold. And Harry's like, almost like. Hey, stupid! Go with the soft metal. We can pry it, yeah. pry yeah. ourselves loose. Yeah, he, maybe he's not handled. You know, maybe he's not um, treated well in this one. Then he goes. Then he calls Sarah has fat ankles. <laughs> <laughs> My ankles aren't fat. Well, I don't even think she. He meant well. Whatever. I mean, she's just kind of. Maybe they didn't like him. Uh, I thought the one good thing about this episode was. One of the good things about this episode was um, the location shooting was great. It was in Wookie 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 Hole, yeah, like Wookie a caves. caves um, really good stuff. That's it's not where they filmed the Silurians, was it? Maybe. It sounds familiar. We haven't done the Silurians yet, so we yeah. haven't researched it. But um, you know, whenever you can have a real location, it just helps as long as it's not a quarry. 
mm-hmm. you know, but this is something a little bit different. So it's a, you know, it had added a little bit of atmosphere to it, although it still felt like a touristy area. There was still like uh, I thought I saw railings at one point. Maybe even did. a sign that said no flash photography or something. I mean, it just yeah, it just seemed like with the boats. Those are the boats I think they use down there. Maybe you know, and and Davros. The little punts that they had. Well, those little motor yeah, those little motorboat things. Yeah. Like oh, they were rowing them. Well, yeah, but they were rowing them to get them away, but they had motors oh. on yeah. them too. Oh, oh. Davros is it? At least Michael Witcher, He's the guy who gets killed in the beginning. He's yeah. Like, Calling space station. There's a lot of. I mean, we can go over that toward the end here. Um, I liked the commander in this episode. I thought he was good. And he was in a ton of classic ones too, in black in the black and white era. Oh yeah. Which one's that now? He was the he the the commander, the older guy. Who was um, oh um, in, in charge? Commander Stevenson. He was um, season, season, season death. death. That's all I have him listed for. I he was Ronald in, I he was Lee Hunt was his name. Ronald Lee Hunt. Yeah. The guy um, who sacrificed himself with the bomb was in Mind of Evil. Yeah. So Lester, who was William Marlowe, he was in Mind of Evil. Here's an interesting story I read about. I couldn't believe this. He was married to at one point. He was married to Catherine Shell who is known for Space 1999 as Maya, but she was also in an episode of Doctor Who called City of Death. She was the Countess. He was married to her. No he, way. He was also, at one point, he was married to Kismet Delgado, the um, widow of Roger Delgado, who played the Master. Huh. And so after Roger Delgado's untimely death, he hooked up with, <clears throat> you know, her name wasn't Delgado, it was Kismet something... Shahi Hannah or something, and they were married up until his death. I think you know, which wasn't that long ago. Maybe more than the last five years. Something like that. Yeah, two thousand something. But I never knew that. That was kind of a neat little thing That's to read neat, about. Yeah. And Michael Wisher. Um, Modern Undead is in this one. Modern Undead. Did he play? Oh wait, I'm thinking. Of, no, he's in. So D- David Collins, who was Voris. Um, he was in um, that TV show called Sapphire and Steel, but he was also in a few Doctor Who episodes. I think it was in, it was Robots of Death. He was it was Robots of Death one thing. I, yeah. I got mixed up. Yeah, uh, he's he's relatively his voice is very noticeable. Kevin Stoney, which I didn't know this until oh yeah, he that's right. The, the head guy of the ball, of the hair guys with the hair. Yeah, he was the main leader of the. And he played two sort of classic villains. Yeah, he played. Um, Mavic Chen. Chen and Dalek Master Plan. And he Tobias was Vaughn. Tobias Vaughn and uh, Invasion, which was just a. Uh, Who yeah. is this? <coughs> Kevin Stoney. He was in the prison. He was the uh, yeah. He I was don't in, see his name listed here. He was in Space 1999 too. Was he also in Blake Seven? Probably. Maybe. Yeah. The Avengers. He's <coughs> everywhere. He's the he, bad guy. He's the guy me. who. Doctor Who Bulletin reported his death in 1985. He was still alive. And then he, in 1987, he went to a convention just to tell people, I'm still alive. <laughs> and I think he died Doctor in Who Bulletin was, is famous for being really vulgar and critical. It's like all those people on Twitter now. <laughs> but before Twitter had this magazine, and there was some good stuff in the magazine, but there were very critical of John Nathan Turner. They really hated him. Huh. 
and it was it was it's kind of like the, the troll people, magazine. It's kind of like the, yeah, it, it was a troll magazine. It's kind of like, like with like the people me. who don't like Moffat, who don't like. I should. I I, uh, I, I I would have written for them probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and then another character, Kelman. He was the that sneaky guy that was the traitor or whatever. Um, who ends up getting killed by Harry knocking over the rocks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, he's dead. Oh, is uh, Jeremy Wilkin? He was in Blake Seven. He was tons of voices in like Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet, and uh, he just died this December. Oh. So, interesting. Hmm. But <laughs> enough. Uh, back to the story. Um, I like the doctor's introduction to. When he go, I think it was Kelman where he goes, who's who's the homicidal yeah. maniac? Yeah. Um, good stuff there. Harry didn't. He doctor really didn't like Harry. Harry hold the door, and all of a sudden, he's got his hand in the door. He's like, the doctor's going one way, doctor oh, going yeah. the other way, and, and starts like, oh, Harry, do something. I'm like, oh, it's not a good moment. And he gives him the look. Yeah, he didn't like his companions in this one too much. So. Um, we have the first cyber leader in this episode, and he comes in, and they have guns coming out of their. They shoot out of their heads, which is. Is that the first time they've done that? They no, they no. did. No, I want to say. Wheel in space, I think. Wheel in space or something like that. They had the. Tsh -tsh -tsh. But um, those, those weren't really. Weapons. This is geek talk. It was more or less. <laughs> so yeah, their mind control was from the head. Yeah. Because these were kind of like the same style of Cybermen from the invasion. Except they use handguns in the invasion. One of my favorite scenes in this episode is when the Cybermen, I think, the, the ship is approaching. They don't know it's a Cybermen. I think they probably do. And they start zooming in on the doctor, and Kelman's right next to him. And the doctor's like this, and Kelman's like, starts to smile a little bit. Yeah. Like he knows, like, this is all part of the plan or whatever. I thought that was pretty, pretty I have neat. to say, it's not one of the better ship designs in Doctor Who? No, it's... And I don't think the effect of it was that good. When it blew up, it just looked like a model, which it usually does, but... Well, it looks like one of those things you plug into a cigarette lighter. The Blu-ray, when they have the, the alternate effects, actually looks better. It looks like the, the Master's um, weapon that they just turned oh, into. Oh, it looks like something else, too. Oh, but anyways. <laughs> it's not one of the better designs. Um, no. And then this was the one episode that I noticed the stock footage of the rocket launch. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was crazy. And they use that again. They use that a couple times. They use that in. Uh, use it in Genesis. They used it in this one. Revenge. They also probably used it in Ambassadors of Death when the Doctor was going up to space. Maybe. <laughs> Once they paid for that footage, they wanted to get their money's worth. Um, one of the things I liked about this, when we mentioned the Wookiee Hole, the, the caves, they actually had a chase that looked like a good chase. Like they were running, at Sarah, uh, Elizabeth Slayton's running at full pace through the cave area, and they were, you know, when they were chasing her, the um, Vulcans or whatever. Not like when you're when they're on a uh, in the spaceship where they can't run as fast because if they run too fast they're going to hit the end of the uh, set, so they have to they have to kind of run like, like you know uh, 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 you know. But this one they she's actually running at full. It was you know. Yeah, she goes back to the ship. Yeah, no one's. They've on used that ship before, haven't they? That set Arkham looks space. so well, familiar. It's, it's the same. The Nerva Beacon is the same ship. That's the whole point. Is they 
they teleported off of Nerva Beacon at the end of Arkham Space to go fix that stuff down on the planet, and that's where they encountered the Centauran experiment. Then when they went back, they were going to go back to Nerva Beacon at the same time, the Time Lords interrupted that and said, go to Scarrow and take oh, care of the Daleks. Okay. And then when they got back, I don't know if they adequately explained they it. They did say we were, in, we're waiting for the TARDIS to come back. But they ended up, in the, ended they ended the, up in the past. They weren't in the future anymore with Arc, with uh, which they didn't really make, they didn't, almost like they didn't even care. They were like, oh yeah, okay. Just wait for the TARDIS. But I don't know why they didn't go back to the regular time period. I don't know why that was. Because probably the time was The time ring them. was off or something. Was, no, the time was sent them there. No, that's for for revenge. The time ring. Why did the Why did the time ring disappear? <clears throat> because they, they don't want no. They don't need it anymore. So it just disintegrates. And the time Lords didn't want it. The to time Lords got it back. I guess I don't know. They didn't want it to get into other hands or whatever. Hmm. It was a plot device that they knew they had to get rid of. <laughs> um. I thought the cliffhanger was pretty good. The whether whether Doctor gets shot by the Cybermen. I that's one of the. I remember that cliffhanger pretty distinctly. Not that I was a little kid, but when I was, you know, at least they fixed the effect on the DVD when they remastered it on the DVD and the Blu-ray doesn't have the where it goes out to a black screen or whatever. Beacon is ours, whatever. Oh, and the turns black out. Um. The, uh, I don't know why they put this scene in there. I don't know if this is improvised or what, but when they, after they wake up, after they get shot or whatever, or there's a scene where three characters are prisoners. One of them is doing this, one of yeah, them is doing this. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. I don't know. Some just joking around. They or probably whatever, don't gag to see who would notice it yeah. or whatever. Maybe it's Tom Baker's idea. It's like, hey, when they, when they cut to us, let's do that. Okay, whatever you say. A lot of talking in this one, a lot of, there was a lot of discussion about what was happening. This was the cyber war and all this with the Vulgans and the gold and all that. None of that's on screen. It's all story that they made up for this. Okay. So it wasn't like they were telling us about the past, but they had this whole, the Cybermen were like the Daleks. They had taken over the universe and they fought, everyone fought back and now the Cybermen were kind of, you know on the run or whatever none of that had made was anything to do with the, the sh it was all for this story which is so clunky just really doesn't add much to it it's like you know it's better if you show us something and not tell us for two episodes yeah i agree mm. um so underwhelmed by this episode to a degree uh, I feel like it was okay um, it's a season finale originally it wasn't supposed to be I guess they did film Terror of the Zygons and just held it for a year for a, and then put it really yeah. yeah I think they filmed it huh. that's what the what I read was they actually filmed Terror of the Zygons right after this so they mentioned it that oh the Brigadier's calling us and then they just ended up making that into the next season so um, I guess uh, background stories of the Wookiee Hole there, Wookiee Hole, whatever, um, was known for its bad luck. And um, I think an electrician broke his leg. I think Terry Walsh hurt himself trying to get Liz Sladen off of the, one of the boats that had malfunctioned or she was stuck on. So they had a little bit of production bad luck. Um, you mentioned the music earlier. I guess this is one of Peter Howell's first things on 
first work on the Doctor Who with his music, and I thought, you know, he was okay. I wasn't a big fan of Tom Baker's era music. Um, and obviously we talked about the symbols already. Did they ever explain why Kelman was working with the Cybermen? Why he Yeah, he they sort of did. He was an agent for the Vulgans. He was like a double agent. And he was trying to lure... They wanted the Cybermen to get lured here so they can... Boris can fire his rocket up and kill the Cybermen and, and become a hero so they can all go on top of the surface. At the expense of other humans? Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Okay, I guess I missed that part. It's alright. I wasn't paying a lot of attention to this. I was really yeah, not it's enjoying one it. It's one of the ones that you just like, uh, is this over yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, if you like Cybermen, it's sometimes, you know, it's fun to watch every once in a while, but it's definitely, it's not the worst Cybermen story. No, but if you but think it's about it. Great, it's, it's far from being great. If you, you think about it, though, in 1981, before Earthshock came out, that was the only Cyberman story that was complete. We had other ones that were bits and pieces until they found Tomb of Cybermen a few years later. Tomb of Cybermen is the only 60s Cyberman story that's complete. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, Revenge of the Cybermen, there's not that many Cyberman episodes, is, I guess is the take-home message. But yeah, because <laughs> I, I mean, I, I thought the Cybermen were used fairly well for a while in new Doctor Who. Yeah, I, I, I think so too, but I, I didn't... I felt like they were... well... The one is overused is the Daleks. Yeah. But, um, you know, and then they also used one in Torchwood, mm -hmm. the f uh, which I loved. Cyberwoman? Yeah, Yanto's yeah. girlfriend. Okay, that wasn't bad. That was actually decent. Oh, that was really good. Torchwood was an, a good show, though. The, um, these, there's a lot yeah. of special that effects. That one where Gwen was on top of Owen. Gwen was on Owen a lot. That's a, yeah, and they were like in that, uh, the morgue type thing. Uh, yes. He says, this is, it feels like you're, you're having some feelings for me. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, um, the special effects in this, in this story aren't that good. There, there's a lot of problems. There's, they have tons of CSO in this and, yeah. and, yeah, when they CSO? show the, that's when the color separation overlay where they like green screen screen. Oh, okay. And I guess there's maybe they fixed it for the DVD, but I read that there's a scene where you can see the green screen in the background. I'm like, I didn't see for that. For the Blu-ray, it's definitely fixed. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it. A and um, you know, w w when they show the the screen, it's all the you know they're as they're moving, the screen isn't moving right, and it's just you know kind of sloppy. The one effect I thought was really good was the glowing veins. I yep. thought they yes. did a really that good was a job. Good, they that did was a good, good job with that. And I think that's by, um, they have some sort of reflective, reflective material too, yeah. and they shine a light at it. I don't understand how that works because you would think you would see the light, but yeah. you don't. They use that later on in uh, Silver Nemesis too. In Silver Nemesis with the, um, something was glowing in Silver Nemesis. The Nemesis statue. Yeah. And the uh, weapons. The, the uh, bow and the arrow. But... Um, we won't torture you that with this. We'll say that <laughs> for one for 2020. <laughs> well, I, I think Nightmare and uh, Nightmare and Silver is pretty bad too. But that's a Will Smith one, right? Worse than Silver yeah. Nemesis. Nightmare and Silver is that the one with the little kids? 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a terrible episode. That's the Neil Gaiman or Wicked Dare. That's a Neil Gaiman episode? Yeah. Yeah, but if you read I read an interview with him recently where he was that's not the way he had written it. Yeah. So Moffat totally So messed it up. I, um there's a this, I don't know why this scene bothered me, but Voris at one point or one of the one of the Vogons goes, uh you're gonna be you're you're gonna be no worse than worms in the earth or something and like why would he say that? He's not from Earth. Why do you say Earth? Like like you know how we say Earth is like like oh I'm gonna scoop up some Earth, but you wouldn't say that on an alien planet because it's not Earth. Right. <laughs> it just seemed kind of odd. To right, me. right. Right. But obviously that's limitations on the humans writing. For that. No, they weren't thinking. Yeah. About well, it makes it. you wonder how much of this story was actually Jerry Davis and how much was Robert Holmes. Yeah, well, that goes. There's a well, lot. He of rewrote a lot of it. Yeah. A ton of it. So. And we can use that as an excuse to say maybe Jerry Davis had a really good script and then they made it really bad, or vice versa. I mean, sometimes it's the opposite. <laughs> uh, Robert Holmes is usually pretty consistent and good. It is not that many that of his that he has written that are like. Uh, well, I didn't like this one. Um, another poor effect is the um, when they're getting close to the planet, the, uh, the satellite or whatever, and um, you just see it <laughs> moving along, and, it, and it, it's basically a cylindrical thing that's spinning really, really fast, and it, it lo doesn't look it looks horrible. And I remember maybe turning to my brother in 1979 or when we were watching this going boy that that's not good <laughs> and uh, I don't remember remembering I don't remember the dummies and when I was first watching the show the dummies either. but it, I was noticeable today on the DVD and the blu-ray from the season 12 Tom Baker set you look at it and you're just like when someone's dead their heads on the f floor not like like up <laughs> like they're Posing for a catalog or something, <laughs> but uh, it was more noticeable. I, I think the the effects don't help. This there's a lot of we've already gone over. You know, there's a lot of little. I, I thought Genesis of the Daleks was a better technical story, technical wise. I think they put more effort in. Come after that, and this is a big. I feel like they, they they felt like they didn't have as much money for this one, and and maybe they just. Well, they did film Terrible Zygons for the same season. Yeah, that was all in location, and that had a really killer set. And Zygons is a lot better. They put a lot more money. Maybe they put more money in the Zygons, and this one's the one that gets shafted. Yeah, because they had to pay for that robot and robot and. But they they reused the effect, they re they reused the set with Nerva Beacon, so they didn't have to do anything. Santara experiment was all on location. Wookie Hole was on location, so that didn't. I don't know how much it cost them to, to use. What on location that they use film or no? Yeah, they have to use films. So that's that more expensive. expensive. And then they have to rent out the place, which means they probably have to close it down. So yeah, they probably ran out of money. Yeah, maybe. And so they said, well, they when you have a film crew you have like seven people there hey get over here just lie down the four or five seconds for this scene right. no we're just going to go to this you know what do you got in there there's a bunch of Autron dummies here let's throw them there it would have been better if they just had the mannequins and they put sheets over them anything would have been better than what they did yeah. Yeah. the only thing that they didn't like they weren't doing this <laughs> the only thing they weren't doing or you know yeah. like, 
you know, like, you know, my like one of them holds a purse or something like that. It's like, we just took it from a store next door. <laughs> yeah, from Grace Brothers. <laughs> just... <laughs> Oh boy, that's funny. I should I, watch that series again. I don't normally. Uh, They're all dead now. Anyone in that show? I know. So, something um, was the last one, I think. Did we talk about the story at all? No, <laughs> not really, because there, there's not much, not of much a story. to talk about. So I mean, it's, 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 it's a decent. If you read the Target novelization, it's a lot better. They're always usually better because they do a better job. But the story is not. You can see, understand Boris and what he wanted to do, but it doesn't really yeah, I, come I mean, out on TV I, that the, well. The only thing that that really, when you have, so, we're picking it, we're picking it apart, and I don't pick apart movies and TV shows unless they undermine the whole story. And when I sit there and say these these idiots are not fighting with gold, they're dying. And the whole story is based on these two Cybermen coming down and slaughtering them all. And it's like, that's a bad plot. And then the why doctor and the commander have gold in their hands. They jump down, try to throw the gold in there. That doesn't work. And so the one guy sacrifices himself and s triggers off his bomb, which kills the Cybermen. Yeah. And, and I mean, you would think that the Vulcans would have a weapon against the Cybermen. Yeah. Since they were supposedly their mortal enemies. But were they, or were they just, um, I, don't, I don't know. Well, that was really hard to grasp. I, I They lived in underground in fear of the Cybermen finding them. Yeah. But they never really said that in, in the beginning. Like Kind of, sort of. I didn't know it was the Cybermen they were afraid of. Mm. I didn't know what they were afraid of. <coughs> Except their looks in the mirror. It's another thing. Um, I, I mean, I think this was a practice back then, but these are two episodes in a row where they have these two big villains... And the Daleks had only, that was their first episode in just one season, because they were in the previous season. Right. Um, but we Cybermen, haven't seen the Cybermen in like six years. And when you have something like that, like when they did Invasion of the Dinosaurs, <laughs> for example, the first episode was called Invasion. They didn't want to call it Dinosaurs because they wanted to surprise everyone. When the dinosaurs are revealed at the end of the episode, everyone's like, oh my god, dinosaurs. Unfortunately, they were horribly bad special effect puppets. Yeah, it's but, 1973, But back then, I'm, maybe they were going, oh my god, you know, it's like... and um, But they would try to hide the fact that the Simon and Daleks were coming back, but they didn't do that in these two episodes. They kind of said, oh, by the way, the, and, and the titles don't help, you know, Genesis of the Daleks, well, let me guess. But um, well, all the Dalek stories usually have them. In the yeah, well, that's true. The but only exception was this. But it was past, always good to see them unveiled for the first. What? The only ex exception of them not actually being in the title is this past New Year's Day, the Jody Whitaker Dalek story, where it was well, resolution. Yeah. Yeah. Resolution of the Daleks. <laughs> of the Dalek. Um. I mean, the Cybermen, the 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 they right. change the stories, the, the titles. But my point is that the Daleks are usually unveiled in some like cliffhanger or something, and they kind of were in this one, maybe. It would have been better off if they named it Revenge of the Vulcans. And then all of a sudden, who the Vulcans want to get revenge on? And here come the Cybermen. Yeah. The Cybermen don't want revenge anymore. No, because they don't have any emotions. Um, so it's kind of a misleading. I mean, yeah, they're I emotionless. Revenge so, of the Jedi? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's just 
There's something missing about that. There's just like, oh, by the way, the side the side men are in this episode. Okay, so there's no, you know, I guess when they first appeared, I guess it was that was a pretty good cliffhanger where they popped up. It was, up the it was probably the first episode, probably the best of the whole. Yeah. The first episode's the only one I watched all the way through, and that was probably yeah. the best episode of the whole story. Yeah, because you had Sarah getting hit with the getting poisoned. Yeah, I mean that's maybe the first two. It's impressive. I mean, I mean, you know, you don't see that happen too often. When the doctor gets shot, we're like, you know, we know he's not dead, but yeah. why maybe not? Maybe the first yeah. two episodes were probably the best. And then once they got in Volga, it just yeah, yeah, it kind of fell apart there. Yeah, the Vogans aren't really... I liked how the Doctor, you know, he had the Cybermat, and he went after, uh, was it Keller? Kelman. 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 And he tried to, where is the thing for the Transmat? I need to bring Harris back. And he's like, I'm going to kill you if you don't tell me. So the first two episodes were actually good. Yeah, I thought yeah. that, but that was a little out of character. I thought the Doctor didn't like to kill people. He doesn't, but... He's threatening. But he'll threaten. He'll threaten, especially if his friends are in danger. Then the rules change. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I do remember enjoying this one, but maybe not as much as Genesis of the Daleks. And looking back at it now, I, I, I think it's, there's some, you know, why is this and why is that? And then the effects don't help. I, I mean, I'm, I'm making fun of the dummies, but it's, you know. But that's obviously bothering you because you've mentioned it, it, it like has, four times. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so I think we're more or less wrapped up on this if we're going back to dummies again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you've already brought it. This is the third. Well, time. maybe maybe the dummies have been used in other episodes that we can go through and go. Oh, I recognize that dummy. He was used in. Didn't the dummies come back in season eleven? <laughs> Didn't they came back in uh, Rose? Sometimes. <laughs> Anything else on this one? No. Nope. Okay. Thanks for listening. And if you have any comments or anything, please let us know and through our Facebook or on Sound SoundCloud. Uh, well, iTunes. Or iTunes or you know, whatever. Thanks a lot.